Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and on behalf of my co-host Chrissy Dunham and myself, let me just say thank you for joining us today. The Wonder Podcast is for you, whether you're a man, a woman, young, older, married, single. Our mission is to encourage you and get you focused back on the wonders of our great God. Psalm 136 says, to him who alone does great wonders, and to him alone do we dedicate this episode and every episode. So whether you're in the car or on your way to work, at home watching a little one, washing dishes or binge listening on a road trip, which we've heard many of you do, we say thank you. And we pray you enjoy this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. We are so excited that you have joined us today. We hear from listeners from all over the world and are just so excited that you chose to listen to us today, us being Chrissy Dunham with Lisa Clark. And today, I want to give a shout out to a fabulous listener in the Oklahoma City area that used to be very involved in our lives, Lisa. Her name is Karen McNeese. When is the last time you've heard that name? It's been a while. Hi, Karen. Karen listened to us and she heard us talk about Linda Perry and she just went on and on about Linda Perry. Karen listens to us and So that was just a fun person to hear from that we haven't heard from in a long time. They are up in the Oklahoma City area, used to serve on the staff of the church that Lisa and I attend, and just good, good people. So that was just a fun little shout out to get us going. But today, I'm so excited to talk to our guest. Her name is Robin Turner, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. But before she does, just a little testimonial about her. Uh, Years ago, when I was on staff at our church, uh, Robin attended a prayer time that the women had every week. And Lisa, I want you to know, when this woman prayed, I felt like I was at the throne looking into the eyes of God. Mm. I love to hear her pray. There was something about her prayers that just gave me goosebumps and just like, wow, this lady is a prayer warrior. And that's who she was and is still today. But this was years ago. So I've loved watching Robin, I like to say, from a balcony view of all the things that have been going on in her life since that time, because her life has just gone crazy since then. So Robin, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and give us a little bit of history about yourself? Well, Chrissy, that was so sweet of you to say that. Um, It's very humbling to hear that. But yeah, let me just tell you a little bit about myself. I am married to Scott Turner. And actually, next week, it will be 25 years, uh, which I cannot believe. Um, It has gone by so fast. Scott and I uh, met at the University of Illinois in Champaign, uh, where he was a football player. And we got married a few years after that. And he went on to play in the NFL for nine years. And when he retired in 2005, uh, we moved 
to Texas shortly after uh, his retirement from San Diego in 2007. And in 2008, we took in his nephew, Solomon, and began to help raise him. And then in 2013, Solomon came to live with us full time. And so um, now he's in college at the University of Hawaii. Um, He just started there. And so that's just a little bit uh, about me and uh, my family. I currently just recently started teaching an online class at Dallas Baptist University. And I also do a little real estate on the side. You're a busy gal, and you. I want to echo, Robin, just what Chrissy said from the very beginning. My rec- first recollection of you was in Bible study, similar to what Chrissy was talking about, and we've known each other for a long time, never r- really close, but I think Chrissy's definition of knowing you from a balcony is about mine, too. I've always watched you just handle yourself and what a godly woman you are. I thoroughly enjoy hearing you pray as well. And so when we started talking about this topic today of praying for your spouse, your your face came to mind immediately. And I just am thrilled that we have you here today to just kind of talk and let this be just a dialogue between the three of us on how you do it, what, why we do it, and how it works in your life. And I think let's just start from the very beginning when we talk about praying for your spouse and congratulations on almost 25 years, by the way. That's amazing. I still remember my 25th wedding anniversary and it was like the most special one of all of them because that's just quite a milestone. So congratulations to you both. As we talk about prayer, how has prayer changed through the years in in your life? How have you, have you used a system that works for you? What does it look like in your life as a believer? Well, prayer has been really a lifeblood for me. There's a quote by Martin Luther, and he says, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. And then there's another quote that um, I'm not sure who it's from, but it basically says that prayer to our lives is like breath to the lungs. And that's the way that uh, really, I think I've always seen it from the time that I started sincerely walking with the Lord in my early 20s. I've found that. That time with the Lord is real. It's my direct connection to Him. He has answered all of my prayers, maybe, you know, not when I want Him to or how I want Him to, and some I'm still waiting for, but I know that He's going to answer them. I have the full assurance of that because his word says that when I pray according to his will, that he will answer them. And so it just has been really just like breathing to me. And over the years, I would say, you know, I've definitely grown in that area because I've just learned more about it. In fact, uh, I taught a class or a co taught a class at Prestonwood on prayer. And it was really great because I learned so much more about 
prayer during that time. And so it's just one of the most important things in my life. I, I just can't imagine a life without it. I have seen God move in mighty ways um, as a result uh, of the prayers that I have prayed. My husband has prayed. Friends have prayed, you know, the, the prayers, you know, in his word. And so again, it's just life to me. I love that. And um, to make it just a little more practical for someone that's listening, for me, what is the rhythm of your life? I know you said it's like breathing and all of that, but give me like a practical thing that you do every day with prayer. You know, like for me and most people, when you do your time alone with the Lord in the morning, you pray or you write down your prayers. You know, some people sing their prayers. I've heard all kinds of things. And then for me personally, I just pray throughout the day. The Bible says to pray without ceasing and something will pop in my head. Like right now, there's several people that uh, are sick. Um, I have a friend that her daughter's in the hospital uh, early with a baby and she's not going to be released till the baby is born. And so there's just all kinds of things, as you both know, that go on in our friends' lives and acquaintances' lives and all these prayers. And so when something hits my mind, I just you know, quietly pray for that person. And I'm in a position that I can do that. So tell me what you do. Like, what does prayer look like practically in your everyday life? Well, Chrissy, it pretty much looks like just what you said. It's praying, you know, when I get up in the morning, you know, as soon as I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is pray. And I praise God and I thank Him for that day, for giving me breath in my lungs for waking me up, for giving me health and strength to be able to get out of the bed. And, you know, just those little things that we sometimes just don't even think about that we take for granted, you know, just being able to walk and move and eat and having a shelter, you know, over my head and in a bed to lie in. And so I thank God for those things. And I get up and I get in my word. um, And typically, what I have studied that day after I study, I will pray uh, for an application of what I learned in that word. For instance, I've been studying Genesis and we've just been talking about how God is sovereign. And even though we sometimes try to get in his way and do things for him, he finds a way because he's God even though we may mess something up to turn it around for good. And so my application is, you know, how can I apply that to my life right now? And so I'll ask those questions and, and I'll pray that. And then I also sometimes write down my prayers. I think that's really important for us because when God answers your prayers, you can go back and you can see what you had prayed and what he answered. And that really helps to build our faith and our trust, knowing that, you know, he listens and he answers and the effectual, uh, effective prayers of the righteous availeth much that we're praying, but, you know, he's listening and he is answering. And so it builds our faith when we write it down. And I also have a book 
that, and I haven't done this as, as much lately, um, but I have a book and, and it's divided up into different days. And so on Mondays, you know, I may pray for family, extended family. And then on Tuesdays, I may pray for the country. And, you know, Wednesdays, I may pray for um, just um, different ministries that my husband and I give to and and Thursdays and Fridays, maybe the military or our government, our country, our president. And so I think that's a good practice uh, because, you know, we can get overwhelmed, I think, sometimes with so many prayers because I do the same thing throughout the day as something comes to mind as, a you know, a person or a friend or someone gives me a call or I remember, you know, them saying, would you pray for me? I'll pray. So I try to practice that throughout the day as well to pray without ceasing. But there's so many requests sometimes I think we can get overwhelmed with that. And it's a good practice to write them down and maybe have different days that you pray for those specific things. Yeah, I agree, Robin. And writing it down has been so important in my life. And I think it's so you touched on something. And I think it's really important to important to point this out. We have plans on our reading and our quiet time, right? We'll either work through a devotional book or a Bible study book, or we have a reading plan, or we're working through the chronological Bible or whatever. So why not have a prayer plan as well? And I think that's just a good word because I remember a few years ago when I was reading through the Bible, I and I had the ESV study Bible, so it had the journaling opportunity. And um, I was writing through every time I'd get to the Psalms and I would read part of the Psalms every day, I would write down my prayer request, people I was praying for, things I was praying over my family, myself. And then I would go through and then it was six months later, I'd be back in the Psalms. I would see those prayers as I was reading through, I would be able to update them. And then six months later, because I did that Bible two years in a row. So watching that, man, it builds your faith muscle because you're seeing what God is doing and how he's moving. And then you're able to go back to those people and be like, oh, okay, look here. 18 months ago, this is what I was praying and look where you are today or look what happens or look what God has done or I'm still praying for that. So I love, I love that idea. Robin, let's talk about praying for our spouse. Why has that been something that's been important to you? How has that strengthened your marriage? What does that look like in your, in your marriage? Like I said, Scott and I have been married for 25 years and my husband is a very busy, outgoing, extroverted, knows everybody, does not get off the plane without having, you know, a full on conversation with the person next to them. And they're asked, can we, you know, have lunch sometime? And maybe there's an opportunity for us. So he is a lot different than I am. I'm much more quiet and introverted and he needs a lot of prayer because he is on the front lines every day. And it has been like that from really the day I met him. God has really called him to be a voice piece, I believe, in this nation. And I didn't mention earlier that he uh, just finished a position. Um, He was appointed to uh, a position with the last administration. And I had to write it down because the title is kind of long and I don't want to 
mess it up. Let me find it. He was appointed to be the executive director of the White House Opportunity Revitalization Council uh, for the last two years. And he was worked directly with Ben Carson. He traveled all over the country, going to some of the most distressed communities um, in order to help bring revitalization uh, to those communities that have been really left behind and forgotten and, you know, putting private capital with public funds to really create change there. And so he is just a busy uh, man who is on the front lines and um, he needs to be prayed for. Um, All of our spouses need to be prayed for. It doesn't matter what position they have, obviously, Um, But for Scott, I have just spent years on my knees praying for him as an NFL player and got to protect him from injury, got to protect him, you know, from, you know, his eyes and his ears and what he sees and what he hears and, and who he comes in contact with and protect our marriage and keep us safe. Because, you know, as you know, in the NFL, there's you know, I've, I've been around a, a lot of broken uh, relationships and marriages. And so I spent a lot of time praying for the protection of that, praying for his love for God, his heart for God, that it would be strengthened, that he would know God in a deeper way and that he would um, live for him and honor him with all of his heart, mind, soul and spirit. And so um, because he has served in those different capacities. I think it's just been critical for me to um, spend time praying for him and praying specifically in different areas uh, for him that I just mentioned in other areas as well. I love that. I uh, was a recipient on uh, Scott's prayer team and would receive text messages all kinds of times of the day and evening. And it would just be like one sentence headed to Washington, D.C. for two days, headed to so-and-so, having conversation with so. It was just a very interesting text message. And you would see people respond right back that they were praying for Scott right then. So he has a lot of people still praying for him, no matter what position he's in. But I love that as a wife, this is something that we can learn from and something that we can do. As you were talking, I was just thinking about my own situation as I can hear my husband downstairs on a conference call. He is in corporate America and because of COVID doesn't travel anymore, but he used to travel Monday through Thursday. And he is under a lot, a lot of stress and a lot of projects. And every time I come through the door, I can hear them either talking to the customer or talking to, you know, some guru of the system, helping them figure out something. And the list goes on and on and on. And when he traveled, I prayed a lot more. I'm going to be honest. I prayed a lot more when he traveled than I do now because he's right here. And, you know, I prayed in his industry. There's a lot of heavy drinking. There's a lot of, you know, broken marriages because, He'll get phone calls at eight o'clock at night and he just won't take them because he has boundaries. That's because he loves Jesus. So I'm convicted just listening to you that I prayed a lot for him when he traveled, but it's interesting that now that he's here, 
I don't spend that much time. So um, that's a wake up call for me that I need to be praying for him. And he'll give me certain things that I can pray about. But just in the every day, as I was just listening to you and uh, his schedule is nothing like Scott's. And But I was sitting here thinking, it doesn't matter if your husband's a farmer, a rancher, a banker, a school teacher. Man, we need to be praying for our spouses. And Lisa and I spent time with Charlie and Carol Loper, and we've talked about this before, but they pray together every night and they pray all the time. They're in the word together. And I love that about them. And I love that when I hear that from other couples, that is amazing that they have the time to sit down and do that and take the time to do that. Have you and Scott ever prayed together or a time or a season in your life where you sat down and did something together? You know, that's a great question, Um, Scott and I. I remember when last year when COVID first hit and Scott was traveling, like I said, all over the country and that came to an immediate halt, obviously. And he came home and we were together for about six months straight without him traveling. And so what we decided to do was to really take advantage of our time together. We would walk every day through our neighborhood. We live across the street from um, the star in Texas and we would walk through our neighborhood and then we would walk through the star and we would pray for our neighbors as we walked through our neighborhood. And then as we got outside and walked around the businesses, we would pray for all of the businesses because they were shut down. I mean, there was, it was like a ghost town when we would walk over there all of the high rises with the office buildings, the restaurants and the retail shops, there was nothing open except for a few things. And our hearts were broken. And we thought about the people who were employees there who may have lost their jobs or possibly uh, would lose their business. And so we would walk around and we would pray for each one as we passed by them. And in addition to that, we have prayed together for years. We've made it a point of doing that. I think it really strengthens um, your marriage, um, your relationship with the Father. It gives you I think it really reminds you as you pray, you know, according to God's word and the way that Jesus prayed and he taught his disciples to pray, which was first, you know, to pray to the father and to to hallowed be his name, to lift him up high. It just reminds you of who you are and what you're here for, that it's all about him. And so it has built our relationship together because we know that God is the head of our relationship and we know that he's in control and that it's all about him. And so we make it a point to pray together. Now we pray together every day, every night, uh, when we, before we go to bed, we hold hands and we thank God for the day that he gave us. And one thing that I often do before I go to bed, a practical thing in prayer is that I ask the Lord to show me if there's anything that I did that day 
that was not pleasing to him. Because I think what happens sometimes is, you know, we get so uh, used to doing things and we think, oh, that's just how I am. And these little things can become habits. Um, maybe it's a, you know, a little gossip. It's a little talking about to your friend about, you know, your other friend and, you know, it's disguised as a prayer request. And so I'll ask the Lord, was there anything that I did today that displeased you, that dishonored your name? And I tell you every time he lets me know and he brings something to mind and I repent of that. And um, it helps me sleep better. And it just reminds me of who I am and what I'm here for and the importance of honoring um, God's name. But yes, Scott and I do pray every night. We pray for our friends. We pray for our, our marriage. We pray for Solomon a whole lot as he's in Hawaii and he's an athlete there. Well, Robin, we are just getting started. We're going to stop right here and pick up next week. We hope you'll join us and listen into part two of our discussion with Robin Turner on Praying With Your Spouse.